You know, when I was a kid, July 4th, gee, the Mets, they played doubleheaders, if not at Shea Stadium, out of town. Yankees, likewise, Yankee Stadium, out of town. You realize it's the first July 4th the Yankees didn't play, and it would have been George Steinbrenner's birthday. What a double disgraziata. Instead, the Super Sports Spectacular focused on the annual hot dog eating contest in Nathan's famous Coney Island. And the reigning world champion, Joey Chestnut, who established a world's record last year, 76 dogs in just 10 minutes. Now, I competed in 1996. I finished third. Cheated my way to third. I had two dogs in my pocket. Would have made only 14 hot dogs I ate in 12 minutes. They used to have an additional two minutes on. Now I couldn't even qualify. So this year's contest, it was expected he'd win. Then he shows up on crutches. He had ripped a tendon. That was at the weigh-in. And he's up on the stage. It's hot. It's 92 degrees, sweltering heat, humidity. Not good for chomping the dogs. Two minutes into the contest, he's clearly ahead. And all of a sudden, an animal rights activist, a Peter person, jumps up on the stage with a mask and a sign. And Joey Chestnut yokes him with one arm and keeps chomping with the other hand. The end of the contest, he wins. 63 dogs, but he's 20 dogs ahead of the nearest competitor. He's world champion. Now, a lot of people are saying that guy who jumped on the stage was wrong. Uh, I competed. He's right. He's talking about industrial farms that grow cows, not out in the fields. No, 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 no. They're in pens. And they grow them till they're four years old. They can't even move. And then they bring them right to the slaughterhouse so we can have our dirty water hot dogs. So I give cred to the guy who jumped up on the stage, especially in Coney Island where, you, bam, he could have gotten a beatdown from the fans, not just Joey Chestnut and the NYPD. Although, that's right, the NYPD, it's a hands-off policy. So once again, Joey Chestnut, reigning world champion. But he said afterwards he didn't feel too good. I think it's time, Joey, to hang it up. Let me tell you something. The guy who could compete against you, they won't let compete any longer. I competed against him, which was Kobayashi from the land of the rising sun. That Japanese guy came over, and he stole the mustard-colored belt of supremacy from the United States. He was the reigning champ eight years in a row. Eight years. It's 128 pounds soaking wet. I think he had special super enzymes embedded into his stomach muscles right in the shadow by scientists in Japan from Mount Fuji. And then in the one-on-one contest, the only one we had, Joey Chestnut barely beat Kobayashi. And then the Shea brothers, those are the guys who run the contest for Nathan's Famous. They wear the straw hats. They banned Kobayashi from Nathan's Famous. Now think about that. Why would you ban the Japanese guy? Now, I'm all for the American winning. But it should have been Kobayashi. It should have been Chestnut every year. That's what attracted the fans. But I give props to the protester. This guy had a set of onions, a set of huevos to go up there amongst all those cow eaters and actually try to alert the world as to what we do to cows and cattle before we slaughter them in four years so that we can have our hot dogs. That's why I don't eat hot dogs any longer. And I speak as somebody who finished third place in the same contest back in 1996. Oh, here's the Cretan with chromosome damage, the mutant, 
who decided he was going to express himself out of the barrel of a high-powered weapon. So yesterday, this guy goes up a ladder of a store in Highland Park, Illinois, right north of Chicago. It's where a lot of movies have been made over the years. It's a very wealthy area, uh, Back to the Future, uh, Home Alone, a whole panoply of movies. They love that as a movie set. Only 30,000 people, but you got to have Ching Ching. You got to have money. Michael Jordan lived there when he played for the Bulls. Gives you an idea of the neighborhood. But this guy, apparently, according to the police, was dressed like a woman goes up the ladder with the high-powered weapon, and at the start of the annual Fourth of July parade, of which there are a few in the nation, so the tradition was kept alive in Highland Park, he just starts bang, 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 bang. Six dead, 30 seriously wounded, and then he came down the ladder and he did the burn. Got in his car, drove around, and they found him eight hours later. He hadn't even tried to escape. He's riding round and round, and he didn't take... The advantage of suicide by cop, because in some of his original sort of, uh, I guess we call them sketchings, he had himself sucking concrete face down in a pool of blood as police had surrounded him. I'm thinking this is how he planned his exit from our plane. Turns out he had planned this shooting for many, many weeks. Lone gunman. Now, what I do know that nobody else has exploited is, right at that time when the shooting took place, and I went up, once we knew his name, what, white rapper, Robert Cremo, Crimo, criminal, whatever. Went on Google, oh, he's the white rapper. And he had a song, and I said, oh, my God. That's, that's Pearl Jam. That's Jeremy. 1992, that was the number one rated video in the nation by MTV. You haven't seen much of it because after Columbine, 1999, poof, they pretty much washed away. And I'm looking at that Pearl Jam video again. I'm saying, I'm looking at his video. And although it's low budget compared to Pearl Jam, there were a lot of similarities. And then naturally, all the forensic experts are talking about his tats. Looked like he had a tic-tac-toe board. He had some floral arrangement. Meantime, they all missed 47 on his neck like a giraffe, right? He's got the neck of a giraffe. The number 47. Anytime anybody has a tattoo, a tat, with a number on it, it's significant. Could be their birthday. Could be the age of their child. Who knows? But in this case, 47. If you like those shoot 'em up games, Agent 47, right? The hitman. They're making a movie out of it now. So it's sort of like connect all the dots. He's a wannabe Pearl Jam guy. He obviously thought he was Agent 47. Combine it with a high-powered rifle. And all of a sudden, he creates mayhem and carnage. And then they wiped everything from social networking. Now, why? Why did they wipe out everything from social networking? Aren't we entitled to know for ourselves, oh, if other people saw this, they might want to copycat. Hey, if they want to copycat, they're already going to copycat. Do you think we people are so vulnerable that we can't be exposed to what may have been going on? In this guy's upstairs room with all the furniture and nowhere to put it? Yeah, I'm getting down in the nitty-gritty Curtis Lee style. You're not going to hear this or see this anywhere else. Hey, it's the Swagger Man again. Ha, new suit. Every day, a new $5,000 custom-made suit. Oh, a little handkerchief perched in there. 
You know nothing about nothing when it comes to fighting crime. You have no plan, Swagger Man, other than to go out and I raise the roof at Club Zero Bond, the private men's club, where whatever happens in the club stays in the club, where you get wine dined in pocket line, and you uh, hang out with the TikTok girls and you try to keep up with the Kardashians. So what were you doing over the weekend while 54 New Yorkers got shot? And by the way, None of them by anybody who had a license to carry with a concealed permit of a handgun. All of them illegal handguns, right? Most of them won't be caught. Most of them won't be prosecuted. And your cops, which are on the defensive, they're in the reactive mode instead of the proactive mode and not going to be able to do it. And we don't have enough cops. And we should be hiring more cops, but you won't hire any more cops because you think you know it all. You think, no, 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 no. It's an allocation of resource. It's where I put the cops. So where was Eric Adams when all these shootings were taking place? He was on a jet ski. A jet ski in Mill Basin on a play day. Yeah, that's for kids. That's my kids used to have their play day. With, I guess, a playmate or a play date or whatever. Some woman was on the back of the jet ski, some white woman, she was looking all over the place. And guess what? Nobody posted it. He posted it himself. You are a narcissistic egomaniac who thinks everything is about you and your pleasure. Meantime, where's the law and order? All we get is no law and total disorder. 54 people being shot. Most of these crimes will not be solved. And Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, is blaming the fact that there's no gun control. Hey, schmuck, putz, can I tell you something? Because I'm a street guy. You're not a street guy. Street guys don't wear $5,000 suits and wear Ferragamo shoes. There's over a million guns in New York City circulating already illegal. You're not going to get them off the streets. So the idea is we got to convince the homeboys who love to shoot that it's wise to keep your guns in your crib because if you bring your gun out, you're going to get stopped and frisked. And then you may have to do a year or more time. You see, that's what resonates with a street thug or a street thugette. But can't expect Eric Adams to know that. He's never been from the hood, never been in the streets. No street guy wears $5,000 custom-made suits and Ferragamo jammies. Man, get with it. Where is your plan to fight crime? Because right now, believe it or not, we have double the amount of crime with you, the so-called law and order candidate, than we had from Bill de Blasio, who basically defunded the police by a billion dollars. You are a double. Udiscraziata, or in Yiddish, a double shanda. Over a year ago, the number one authoress in the world, J.K. Rowling, nobody sold more books than her in the Harry Potter series. People would line up for days. J.K., what a great story, too. She came from nothing to become something. And then all of a sudden, as a woman, anatomically, she is a woman. There's no question about that. She questioned how transgenders could insist that they were women and especially compete men transforming to women against women themselves. And she said, that's unfair. Oh, immediately, you can't say that. We got to censor her. Uh, we got to, oh, man, that's, it's over for JK, right? Even some of the cast members who made millions of dollars playing the roles in movies of Harry Potter 
condemned her to the fires of hell. But you know, a lot of other people said, yeah, wait a second. How come women who are moving towards becoming men and transgendering themselves, how come they're not really competing against men? Because they can't compete. It's obvious. They just don't have enough of that testosterone and that muscle factor. But men transitioning to become women are competing against women in what used to be all women's events, and in many instances, they're crushing the competition. This started in the uh, state of Connecticut a few years ago. In fact, our secretary of education was originally the secretary of education in Connecticut, and he allowed it. And the men were dominating. And then some wanted it so that if you identify as a transgender that day, you are what you claim you are, and you have to be recognized for that. So J.K. said no. And now we see Bette Midler is saying no. Caitlyn Jenner, right? She transitioned, right? Hey, uh, wherever, Jay, where, where are you? Kate, Kate, sure, no, no, Kate is there, right? I remember her when she was Bruce Jenner, world's greatest athlete, grew up in Connecticut, Westchester, Montreal Olympics, long hair, decathlon champion, running around the track, the world's greatest athlete on the Wheaties box. Then he decided he wanted to be a woman. Fine. But even he, Caitlyn Jenner, who embraced me when I was running for mayor in New York City and endorsed me, said, it's not fair that men transition to women and then have an advantage over them. So if you want women's, male sports, and then you could have a separate category for transgender sports. Makes common sense. And Bette Midler has now jumped into this. I figure Bette Midler, oh, my God. I remember her. Barry Manilow was playing the piano. It was Bette Midler singing years ago in Greenwich Village and the little, boot, the little uh, cafes. And then they both rose in terms of prominence. But now, wow, Bette Midler is agreeing. Bette Midler is agreeing with J.K. Rowling. What's next? The schnoz? Barbara Streisand? who with Bette Miller was like two peas in a pod. By the way, one thing you don't want to say to Bette Miller that would throw her off is mention Cher. They're like two scorpions in a brandy glass. They hate, they despise, they loathe one another. So we need to ask the schnoz, Barbara Streisand, what's her opinion? And then we need to ask Cher, because I know She's going to go in opposition to Bette Midler because she hates Bette Midler and Bette Midler hates her.